0: Block TALK RADIO Hello to all the listeners out there and welcome to this Sunday's edition of the 2 Month Show. Today is March 15th, 2020 and here on the 2 Month Show it's always real talk about real people. And I am your host, MT. I'm with me and my co-host, Mr. Jones, aka Sam Jones,
1: and Mister Come First, 'cause you gotta respect me and my other co-host.
2: That trap man. But no, no. Seriously, is this the truth? In we back at it again, man. Just go ahead and break a little bit of laughter because everybody seem like they're not. <laughs>
0: You okay? Coughing, man. You got You alright? You got that bronchus? <laughs> right? yeah. that, <laughs> that was uh, okay. all right, uh...
2: <laughs> See, got you worried there. See, almost there. If I went with the four calls, so you would have been worried. So I had to keep all it right. at three I just make them, sure You know, do it. that's what. Her... <laughs> <All
0: right. laughs> Look, there's no
2: OG COVID nineteen in my sheets and funnel, okay? Okay. But, speaking hey, of yeah. that <laughs> title of the show for sickness oh, and for worse. And before we even get into the show, because it's a lot of talk about how this virus has affected us and everybody else, also the things that we love and like to be entertained by. Um, before I even get in depth to it, I do want to ask you gentlemen, like, how's everything? Is everything good? Your situations, you know, how your life's going, is it affecting you in any type of way? Just don't get into too much detail, but, you know, keep it short and brief.
0: No, that's cool. I mean, obviously, coronavirus, it is something serious. However, uh, where I'm at and where I'm working at, fortunately, um, well, unfortunately, you know, we have had a couple of scares. Some school systems and everything have had to shut down, uh, I'm sorry, school districts and counties and things like that. However, my place of work is still open. Uh, I am salaried, so I would get paid either way, but we are still open. We're still moving forward, and we're still able to help the people in a way. Mr. Jones?
1: So, I mean, this week in particular has been kind of wild. Not only, you know, with me personally, and, you know, my place of work is kind of dangerous for it, but fortunately we've been good, sanitizing every day. People even coming over and saying, it's crazy, but... Um, Mike and the boys and then, ain't come get
2: you?
0: I
1: didn't know Mike and the boys. Nah, man. Nah, man. <laughs> I told you, man. Look, I, I, had to put it, I had
2: to put in that word, make sure Mike and the boys didn't come back, man. Look, just had to give them two hoagies, you know, three bars of soap, you know, and, you know, a little bit of extra. They was like, all right, look, we could deal with that. We'll leave Mr. Jones alone, you know.
0: Exactly. Right.
2: You know what I'm saying? Now, for anybody right. no that's can. A, that's, a, that's a an outside
0: joke, can. and you gave one saw can, And a one
2: saw can. I'm
0: to forget that. Hey man, Mr. Good Jones had a run in
2: with you. Dirty Mike and the boys, and it was it was almost hysterical. Mr. Jones didn't take it hysterical, but you know, us as his brothers and friends, we also got to make light of a situation when it happens. Um, Luckily, nothing was too sincere or, 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 uh, I guess, anything viable was taken. But it was a situation that did happen, but it is something that I guess that can go out to other people that instead of making harm to other people, just look at the situation, evaluate it, and do what's best for you and just don't make any rash decisions. See how this is going to all be drawn out. I gave 30 Mike and the boys, candlelight saw two hoagies, three bars of soap, and now they good. Now we ain't got no running. They they salute Mr. Jones every time they see him.
0: Exactly.
3: Man,
2: so going into the next topic, man. um, Before we get into the next topic, MC, I believe the NFL has some exclusive news that we also just posted on our page as well. Do you want to get into detail of that?
0: Absolutely. So breaking news, breaking news. The NFL players have agreed to a new CBA. So What do those details include, you may ask? An expanded playoff field of 14 teams that will take effect this season. So what does that mean? Only the number one seed in each conference will get a bye week. So the old format was the top two seeds would get a first-round bye. You have your wild card where four teams will play in each conference. That's not the case anymore. So now, what you have is the number one seed gets a first round bye, and then you have six teams that will play in each conference during wild card weekend. So instead of us getting, uh, what is it, a total of, I believe, eight games, now there's an extra game now because we have we have six teams that'll be playing in each conference. So that's how that's going to go. So we'll have more football come wild card weekend, which, hey, that can be a good thing. Also, we have a 17 game regular season and a three game preseason. That starts 2021. And then we have two spots that have been added to the game day roster. Sometimes when you have those game time decision injuries and (laughs) <laughs> players don't necessarily have to go out there and play hurt as much now because the coaches are able to have a reserve. It's also been two spots added for this practice squad, and there will be a total of four spots added to each of those by 2022. And there has been a reduction in penalties for players who test positive for THC now what's looking like what's going to happen is when a player tests positive for THC, for weed and everything, we know the MLB got rid of it. We know other uh, leagues and organizations were working on it. But now it's not completely eliminated from the NFL as a banned substance. However, players won't be suspended any games anymore. So, yes, Josh Gordon, you're able to come back, uh, what is it, Bruce Irving from the Dallas Cowboys You're able to come back They're eliminating game suspensions for that The players will just be fine now And they won't have to Miss any games And this CBA will run through The 2030 season And it will only Allow teams to use one Franchise tag So before they were able to use multiple Now they can only use one Franchise tag on a player So what this means, let's say, for example, let's just say the Dallas Cowboys. You have Dak Prescott, you have Amari Cooper. Dak Prescott didn't accept the deal that the Dallas Cowboys gave him, uh, and they're working on a deal with Amari Cooper. If they wanted to see how Amari Cooper will work, you know, based off of his injury history and everything, that means that they will franchise tag Amari Cooper and then give Dak his deal or vice versa. But that's pretty much the CBA and what the players agreed to. Does anybody have an issue with that? Yes or no? And why?
1: Yes. Easy. Because the contracts are not guaranteed. Talk and about man. that thing. Do, day... do you mean that? Do you mean about the
2: franchise player? Because it seemed like that's the only one that I guess wouldn't be guaranteed
1: because it seemed like. Yeah, for one year. Yeah, you're right. That's the only person, just like before. All contracts should be guaranteed, just like MLB. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think they settle. I think this I think is better they, for the players,
2: and it gives.
1: I mean, they, yeah, they get a share of the revenue. Still, it's still that risk. If I get hurt, am I going to get my money? I mean, if they decide they to movie? cut me. Maybe you should my money. give that
2: risk. I mean, think about it. Instead of having multiple people uh, being franchised, there's only one now. So if you're that one well, player, that's,
1: yeah, that's it's cool, like but still,
2: hey, if something says something about play. you, you got to prove yourself for that year. Like, you got to do something. Like, that's just pretty much – that's like a probationary period. Like, we want to give you the I money, agree. but we can't give it to you because we really don't know how this is going to work out. That's pretty much no, what that is. You. And I think that's fair because there's only one player now. Now, when it was multiple, then, yeah, that was kind of
0: like a highway robbery. Yeah, yeah and I'm I sorry, i got it. one more detail as well. The players will get more of shares and of revenue. So, basically, yeah. the max contracts and everything are going up. Like, you know, like how much these players are getting paid and what the market value is and everything for these players, they did receive an increase. However, I do – I take what Mr. Jones says, and I just want to carry it just a step further. These players, they sit up here, they complain, they're upset, you know, that they look at their peers or their – not peers, but I guess their counterparts or, you know, some of their homeboys and everything that's joined the NBA. The NBA has fully guaranteed contracts. Major League Baseball has fully guaranteed contracts. They're playing in one of the most brutal sports, and – You don't make the owner sweat it out or anything. You agree to this deal, and your contract isn't fully guaranteed. Yes, 60 to 70% of it may be guaranteed, but why not go for 100% guaranteed contract? Like, why? I mean, if you sign a deal for $150 million, all of it should be guaranteed. They settled. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. And you know what they did? I'm going to tell, tell you another reason what? I don't kind of want to – I mean, obviously it's the title of our show, and I don't want to, you know, jump ahead too much. But you know why they settled, y'all? They settled because they don't know what's to come with this whole coronavirus. They don't know if there's a season to come, anything like that. So the players who are under contract, they want to make sure they're locked in and that they're getting their money. But what about the free agents, who don't have a team to side with yet? What about the rookies, because the NFL draft has been pushed back, uh, they've postponed that. What about them? But they definitely settled. The owners definitely leveraged this whole coronavirus uh, epidemic and everything to get this deal closed.
1: I mean in the town, and that's big picture though. It's it's not even like it is affecting people physically and to the people that have it, you know. Thoughts and prayers go out to you, but it's more of a financial thing. Like economically it's becoming a disaster.
0: You can yeah, see banks like, have already, Yeah. Yeah, banks have already started to crash. They're reaching out to the big banks. Like the uh, like the Bank of America's and the Wells Fargo's and the TD banks, they're looking out to them for help to like come and save them.
1: Yes. And then you know, I mean, only certain people has the finances to stock up on like groceries and stuff, and other people are going to be without food and stuff like that, and then. Out here in the city, right now in Las Vegas, they're doing, like, major layoffs to employees. Wow. I'm hearing companies are letting off... Like, companies are laying off more than half of their employees. Like, this week. Just laying them off. Like, no severance or anything. I mean, shout Mm, out to Wint. Not not to be...
2: Not to be an asshole, but I mean, if the time was for you to make that turnaround and usually, you know, I guess as far as business strategy or just running a company, you don't want to have more than a 50% turnaround within a year. So they usually try to keep people um, more than a year and then give a reason for them to be fired or just let them leave on their own.
0: This would be the best time to
2: lay off a lot of people.
1: Yeah.
2: And
1: and yeah. not really have I mean, any controversy. Yeah. Well kind of in a way it's, sad because to say. it's like it's sad to say the but is, yeah. The city itself is losing a lot of money by like not having a draft and everything as well. But all major cities are losing a lot of money right now by not having events and everything getting shut down. I mean oh, in man. all avenues. Not even sports, entertainment as well. Music, yep. movies, everything is shut down. And that's affected many yeah, of the fast. cities and their markets, how they make revenue. Like, uh, yeah, it's a financial furious, crisis.
0: It is. It is a financial crisis. Uh, fast and Furious 9 right now, have uh, they've postponed that movie. They said it's not going to release for another year, probably to like mid to late 2021 because of the coronavirus. Uh, the latest James Bond movie, that's not going to release now. They postponed the filming and everything of that, so that's next year. Uh, When we look at even the auto industry, so here's what I see, here's what I want to see happen with the auto industry because a lot of these these dealerships and everything, they have these partnerships with these banks to finance people, but what's going to happen is the auctions and everything are being shut down because of this coronavirus. What's going to happen is They can't get any cars to their lot. So if you can't get cars to your lot, what do you think is going to happen? The price of the cars on the lot is going to go up higher than market value. But then when they see that people aren't buying them, they're going to have to lower the price for people to come in and buy them. And then when you're selling and you're not making that much of a profit, then that ultimately leads to what? You having to go out of business. Because you don't, you're not making any money. You're just selling the car to pretty much cut even, and cutting even doesn't pay your employees or keep the lights on,
2: which is true. Yeah, man, pretty man. much with everything else. Like I know it's, yeah. it's it's real hectic with anything. And then speaking of orders, I know um, one of my close friends he worked at you know one of the um, the warehouses, and he was saying that this was one of the heaviest orders that he got Mm -hmm. because this distribution center actually sends out to all the local grocery stores. He was saying the order list was so heavy. He felt like he was literally in there off his literal like whips and chains mentality. Like this is the most that he ever seen everything go out at once. Like there was an actual debt in the warehouse of that's how much stuff that had to go out. So, I think after a while, once everything starts to shut down, which is kind of like the case, which, you know, like I was saying earlier, like the schools closing, soon there'll probably be hand-to-hand transaction stores, um, anything dealing with money or over-the-counter, they will probably be closed down soon, so that's why they want you to get food. Yep. you're not going to really and, and then, have anything. And then, like, these local businesses really not going to be able to thrive. Are those probably the only ones that are going to be open, which hopefully they do be open because I think some of the local people probably need it. And then they may need it yeah. too as well. Well, then, yeah. what you're
0: going to uh, run into... Uh, no, nah, I was just going to say, then what you're going to run into as well is price gouging. And if you all look now on Amazon, if you check for Lysol hand sanitizer, things like that, people are doubling and tripling the price of what it would normally be. I literally checked on Amazon this morning. There's a lot of toilet paper that's, uh, you know, unavailable. Some people have it, Mm -hmm. some people don't. Somebody's selling a 24 or 36-pack of toilet paper on there for $127. Yeah. Uh $127. Normally, that case or that pack of toilet paper is probably like eighteen to twenty-three bucks. They're selling it for one hundred and twenty-seven dollars. Uh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen the Lysol to go, the travel size one that you carry with you when you're going to go to a hotel, spray things down and everything. They're selling that normally. That's about three to four bucks. It's about two bucks if you're at a if you're at a big store like a Walmart or you know Kmart something like that. They're selling it for 20 dollars for one lysol to go. One. So price gouging is at an all-time high as well. And I mean salute to you if you were one of those smart people that stocked up on those supplies and decided that, hey, you want to sell them to people that are in need. I mean at the end of the day, it's all about supply and demand. I'm not I'm never going to knock anybody for getting their money. I'm not. But I'm just telling people that's what's going on right now and it's absolutely crazy. And I mean if I'd probably issue, knock
2: somebody if they Mark Shirelli over here and if they pull a Mark Shirelli's, wow. um if then I'll probably have to be like, All right, you you definitely on to your top tier rabbi <laughs> status right now. But other than that, I think uh speaking of Amazon, I actually tried place to place an order not too long ago. And they told me maybe a couple of weeks for we'll order of some tissue. And that was, like, the first time I was seeing that on Amazon. So, yeah, it is kind of scary. And I believe that everybody that's stocked up. It's picture of stores, whole racks just empty for no reason. But I think the more question I want to ask, do you think this scare is what is – I don't want to ask this. Do you think this is really a scare – or is this an easy fix and they're just utilizing it just to sell out a quick item and put a hold on things?
0: I mean, here's the thing for me, because here's the way that I see it. I see that it's some way, like there is a way for them to fix this issue. They're They're claiming like they're researching it because they want to find the right vaccine for it and everything. Part of it is I think they want to put America into a scare. And it is close to election time, unfortunately. And I know people are like, oh, you can't just take it like that all oh, because it's election time. But that's what I think part of it is. And it's going to be all about who could take the credit for saving the day, for finding that vaccine, to making the people feel at That's who's going to win our presidency. And unfortunately, I just think social media is making things more than what it is. You know, for those of you all that don't know, the coronavirus, it's basically, it's a lower respiratory infection. Just like when you have an upper respiratory respiratory one. You say, go ahead.
2: It's it's upper respiratory. It's not lower.
0: All right. Well, upper respiratory, but it's just like any other one where you develop a cough, you develop mucus in your system, you don't treat it properly because you ignore the symptoms that mucus then gets infected in your system, and then boom. You either got to take antibiotics or whatever may have you. Now, with the coronavirus, because it's a virus, is something that has to run its course. And as we see mostly that the individuals who are passing away from it are the individuals who are older, who have weakened immune systems, you know, I've been that too and then and everything.
2: Go ahead. There's one thing I just wanted to add it and then I'm gonna let you finish. Um, mm-hmm. the virus actually that's why they tell you make sure you stay hydrated. And don't mm-hmm. touch your face, wash your hands. That's the main cause of this, because once you, you know, maybe get the virus, maybe you can get it, you know, hand to hand or somebody coughing and get it and you touch your face, you can actually just breathe it in. And most people don't mm. really know how germs work or just how big of, I guess, uh, the radius is when somebody mm-hmm. cough and don't cover their mouth. Just maybe, just for just we'll experiment. Just get a handful of powder and just cough that out in your hand. That's how much and that's how far when somebody cough that you can easily just sniff it in. And also just with washing your hands. Also getting into it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It stays on your throat. That's why they say to drink plenty of water. You know, getting dry throat. That's when you get into your lungs. And then when it sits in the lungs, it can duplicate. And the cells duplicate. Mm. And then that's what causes you to get fatigued. And then that way you can't breathe. And then that's when it starts Mm -hmm. to go into stage two. That's why it's just Mm -hmm. the first thing of anything else like maybe And flu was a like you said a respiratory infection, common cold, flu. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's the main thing for people. Exactly. You know, I'm saying, hey, look, hey, look. I said we needed Doctor Malachi. Hell, we may need Doctor Zeus out here. You know what I'm saying? Because we know Doctor Malachi (laughs) loves what it came through with the vaccination. You know. But uh, Doctor Zeus may have as well. (laughs) But no, but. I mean, but to be honest, the main thing is this. And I think one of the things, too, that people are forgetting is they're forgetting just the basics of things. And I don't know why people forget these basics, but they do. When you cough in your hand, make sure you either wash or sanitize your hands. When you use the bathroom, wash your hands. When you come in contact with people, like shaking their hands, Wash your hands Or sanitize them It's been times where You know obviously I've had to apologize In the past but I've shaken Executives hands I've shaken You know just other workers and everything In my buildings hands And I'll go right for the hand sanitizer And I tell them sorry it's not you I'm just a germaphobe But you know like We came in contact so And this was even way before the coronavirus. Like I'm seeing posts and tweets and everything from people, oh, does anybody find themselves wiping down their phone more than they did? No. If I take my phone with me into the restroom and I use it, I'm sorry. When I'm finished washing my hands, I wipe my phone down as well. That's just normal, common practice. That's why I don't understand why people are acting like this is Armageddon, this is the end of the world. We need to buy up all the water, all the toilet paper, you know, all the consumables like the canned goods, whatever else. I don't get why people are doing it. Like people are literally buying chest freezers, everything like that, to like stock up. And I get it, like you want to sell quarantine But the main thing is just literally, just live your life. I mean, but just be I think the people that's do it.
2: overly doing it are uh-huh. uh, the bad ones, but for the people that maybe have a full household or maybe just a modern family, yeah, they might need to stock up because, I mean, they're cutting off jobs. You can't go to work. What you going to do when you're home? You're going to eat food. Bring your kid's home too. Not like they're going to school or going out going anywhere else. They're home all the time. And what kids like to do? Eat up everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. That's true. I think that's necessary for them. But for the ones that's overly doing, I'm talking about like two, three shopping carts of toilet tissue and buying all the produce. Like, there's no need for that. Just buying unnecessary bulk items so nobody else can have. It's enough to go around, it's enough that you can live off for maybe a couple of two weeks or so. And you're going to have all this food in there, and you're going to be trying to put it on the grill. Come summertime, because you ain't eat it. And then you're going to give everybody food poison. Man, you're going to start a no, new epidemic.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. Bro. It's like nah. life is on hold because of this shit. <laughs> no,
0: nah, it, it is. No, it, and it is. And it's sad at the end of the day. Like, it really is. Like, you... You look at restaurants, You like, there are less cars on the road. Like, even now when I'm going to work and stuff like that, I don't run into traffic, which is crazy, but, like, I don't run into traffic because there are so many people that have decided to self-quarantine and are just staying at home where it's kind of just like, okay. And, like, even to talk about, like, all of the things that shut down, like, we talked about the NFL draft that was postponed. The NBA has suspended their season. Major League Baseball has suspended training camp. Uh, NHL, who's in their playoffs right now, they have suspended play. So we're just, I mean, we're getting into this where it's kind of just like, damn, like, what else is going to happen? Like, seriously, like, what's going to happen? Like, what else is going to be suspended? Like, we have banks and everything that are collapsing and asking for help from the bigger banks because a lot of people are pulling their money out. And just for people who are uninformed and everything, I don't have the direct information on 401k, but what I can say is this. If you have a savings account or you have a checking account at a bank, if that bank closes, no, you don't lose your money. That's not what happens. What happens is, Once that bank closes down, you have the option. They will give you the option. When the new bank comes and takes over, you could either roll over that account into that bank or you could just simply ask them to cash you out. They will send you a check and you can cash it that way or, um, or you can go to the bank, withdraw it, whatever may have you. You can find a branch to that bank and withdraw it your money, and then you'll have your money. Now, 401K and stock market, again, if you have your money in there and stocks are, you know, falling and disappearing, obviously the profit and everything that you made is gone, and it may be great just to sell the stock at whatever they're worth at that moment. But, again, I don't know, you know, the complete logistics of 401K and the stock market. I don't. I
2: don't know. I think the bigger question is what about the people that don't have that? The people that doesn't have a backup plan that's going to be out of work for the next couple of weeks. Or maybe months.
1: Yep. I might mean, ask a good question. Like
2: well, oh, yeah. Well, go ahead, go Mr. Ahead. No, The
1: right. kids be home from school. Nobody to watch the kids. They got to stay home with the kids. But it's a few in that situation.
0: Like I said, economically, it's it's, it's a crisis mm-hmm. right now. It is. But so hold on, hey, we got somebody calling in, uh, so we'll bring this person in. Hey, caller, state your name and where you're from.
3: Hey, this is Salem. I live in Philadelphia.
0: Hi, how are you?
3: Good, good. I'm surviving over here. We're doing a lot of organizing. <laughs> it's okay, been uh, together over there. Yeah, it's been a rough week. Uh a lot of people in the adult industry right now are kinda out of the job <clears throat> and no one's been going out. So we're kinda having a community crisis. So a lot of us have been working together for people that work in strip clubs or work in nightclubs to kind of um help them put together like an alternate program of ways that they can still work and stay in touch with their customers. you know, a lot of people have children. A lot of people are, you know, supporting themselves off of that income. And if they can't get to work or if nobody's going to be there right now, they're all going to struggle. So we're just working together.
2: All right. Okay. So we're going to run that back. So as in you can't get to it. What specifically are you talking about? Because we we kind of rampled into it. Um, oh, sure. I just want to so, make um, sure we caught it. I don't so know the right
3: now, some of the strip clubs in Philadelphia are still open, but in some cities they've decided to close due to the coronavirus risk. Oh, wow. So no. for everyone working in a strip club, if nobody, there's no customers there, we work on tips and commission. So a lot of people mm-hmm. are completely out of the job right now. And this is our hot season because of tax money. So yep. a lot of people were banking on this next couple of weeks, kind of bringing them through for the next couple of months. Um, mm. Right around tax season is like stripper Christmas, as some people call it. <laughs>
1: because,
3: you know, people, I
2: can believe it. You know, I can people, believe yeah, it. Yeah, people me. get that
3: extra paycheck, and then they you know, spend it on stuff that they want to do that they wouldn't necessarily blow that much money on. So... You know, every March and April are really good months in the strip club. And our business is uh, actually, like, it mirrors what's going on in the sports world, too. Okay. So this year, the Eagles didn't have that amazing time. So it was actually really slow all winter. Because whenever your team is not doing well, people will leave the bar. <laughs> You know, if they're sure and, know. you know if they're there and they're just watching a game and it's going to shit, people are like, "Well, I'm not staying. I'm leaving." So, this year, you know, everything we know in Philly, things didn't go exactly the way we wish it would have. So, the last couple months had not been great working in a club. So everybody's just kind of been struggling, and right now we think this is going to be the kiss of death for a few of the strip clubs that are in Philadelphia because they were struggling to stay open and now that uh-huh. there's no business we're going to I'm not going to be surprised if a few places actually close down after this. That's, and yeah, we're not yeah. like I mean, other industries. Uh-huh. We're not like other industries in that we don't make an hourly wage and we're actually independent contractors. So if the bar closes, they have, you know, no Final paycheck, nothing. You just don't have anywhere to go back to work. So yeah, a lot of people, especially single moms, are really you know just trying to figure out like new forms of doing what they were doing. Because um, now that the club isn't open, a lot of people are out of a mm-hmm.
0: job. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I don't know. Obviously, for people who are in that industry, I think probably OnlyFans. Even though, you know, it's being oversaturated right now, and I think it's probably going to continue to be oversaturated with this coronavirus, that may be something. uh, If they're able to reach out to their customers and everything for it. But OnlyFans right now, it's definitely going to be popping. But the only issue that you have with OnlyFans is, and like Zeus can attest to this, and even Mr. Jones, is the fact that people are going to be sitting home now, that would be a great industry to get into, but the problem is you might have some of these hackers that are sitting home. And <laughs> Just a few weeks ago, a lot of OnlyFans accounts were hacked, and people created photos yeah. and everything, I saw and that. were sharing a lot of but, their oh, content. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, go ahead.
3: It, oh, yeah, I saw
0: it that. Was, it, was it was a terrible, terrible terrible
1: information.
3: There's some people right. that are straight up predatory that will buy content from girls and then resell mm-hmm. it to other people. Anyway. I'm like, really, you're gonna bootleg my porn <laughs> Like that's yeah, low. Well,
0: <laughs> exactly. When you have X videos and Pornhub and everything, it's already offering stuff for free.
3: Right, exactly. I mean, okay. I'm so can
2: can about... I can I be can I be the guy that says, Well, what if the OnlyFans ain't popping, and you only got one video that everybody wants to see. And then once we see it, you got to step your game up. That's what I think about it. Like, if somebody bootlegs your porn, you have to top that porn that's bootlegged. So that way, see people and see the new porn, and not the old one. Or do you disagree? I agree,
3: that. I agree, actually. And I think a lot of people, too, they do one video, and then they get more ideas. Or they're like, oh, I didn't mm-hmm. like how that looked specifically. Or they want to try something different. Or... For me, I own my own space that I have a small dungeon and an area with poles. And it's online called Athenium Fetish. And um, I've actually opened it up to the community for the next week free of charge for the performers that want to shoot their content over here. Because when you have content that's been shot somewhere with, like, professional lighting and a nice setting in the background, it looks a lot better than when someone just shot something in their bedroom. So I said, you know, that's what I wanted to do to help the the community where, you know, I live in a warehouse loft that I've converted into this space so that if anybody wants to shoot something that looks a lot more professional, I waive the fee of renting my space. So a lot of people can elevate what they've been working on because we've got time now, you know, and a lot of photographers have been donating their time, you know, making time to work with people because right now we're all screwed. So we're just trying to make the best of it. But what I'm worried about Mm -hmm. is March Madness because that was the hot time to be working in a strip club. (laughs) And Speaking of March Madness, Madness. they closed
2: down March Madness. Oh, I know.
1: know, And living living here in Vegas, oh my God, it's a crisis right now. And We're talking about billions of dollars being missed out on gambling alone. It's crazy.
3: And there's an entire culture and I've met girls that did this and I always wish I would have had like known about it when I was younger, but they road trip Mm -hmm. from city to city. Like they'll go to the NBA all-star games and work at strip clubs around there. They'll go to the Super Mm. Bowl. You know, they'll go to the cities where March madness is going on and work in strip clubs or do escorting. And right now there's none of that. And there's a lot of people that I've met that are straight up living in RVs or vans that were, on like nationwide road trips doing that, and they're all at a complete standstill. Yeah, I met a few people that invested in buying an RV to just go on the road and travel for a year, and right now they are not knowing where they're going to end up. <laughs> I was all never right, so, brave enough to go do that, but I love that idea.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> so
2: of uh, the idea of, I'm, I would probably say, since everything is closing as far as about yeah. this industry and from what I've heard, that, that there can be venues, but it has to be 250 people or less. Right. Would you think it'd be profitable to have smaller venues and have watch parties because you can't actually see a live of games and maybe no, you just I have higher clientele. So that way you can set it that way and have a smaller setting. And you just do screening before they come in? I mean, I think that would be more probable.
3: What we were working on as a group in Philadelphia, Uh there's a lot of strip clubs that have become really exploitive to the workers. So a few different people have started their own pop-up parties that are like a smaller group of people. And it's, you know, reliable customers and people that we trust. And they'll meet up at different places, like in Philly, Warehouse at Watts has had the parties and it's invitation yeah. only, so it ends up being like a private club that's at different locations, and that's actually been really successful, and I think it's more interesting. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see how that goes, and then we were joking around for a long time about that we need to start a speakeasy, <laughs> and <laughs> now's the time to start our speakeasy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Now, now speaking of the adult industry and everything, when, I guess, how long have you been doing this?
3: So I'm 38 years old, and I got my first job in a strip club on my 18th birthday. Okay. So I've been, for 20 years now, on and off.
0: Okay. Now, here's what I want you to do. I know, you know, it's been a little while, but go back 20 years. That first dance at the strip club, what was going through your mind?
3: oh my gosh, I actually just wrote about this. And the thing that happened when I went into a strip club was it actually relieved all of my own insecurities I had about my own body. Because I used to think, oh, who'd want to see me naked? I'm just an average girl, you know. I have stretch marks. I'm not perfect. And then the first time I ever went to a strip club, people were like, wow, you're cute, you're sexy. And it kind of made me realize that men just like nudity and you don't have to be perfect. <laughs> true. You know, people want to see everyone naked.
0: Uh,
2: that is I think that oh, is man. true. I think yeah, that's, no matter what. Just, just the fantasy of just seeing it. It's like, okay, right. I'm appeased right now and I can move <laughs> on. Now it's now time for the next person to see naked. So, yeah, you know. I, I can agree with that.
3: Yeah, people like being normal girls, average girls, tall, all all walks of life. You could be any age. People are just, you know, curious what you look like naked. And there's always going to be someone that is going to find you attractive. And if you're not somebody else's case, don't like it, don't look, Mm -hmm. keep moving. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, and the crazy thing is this. So, like, even I remember growing up, and I think we all can attest to this, we – there was a show on HBO called Real Sex. And it had an episode where (laughs) it talked about, you know what I mean, where, like, it talked about fetish porn and everything. And it was talking about how, like, there was a woman who was, like, I think, like, 400 pounds, and, like, she made a lot of her money on there off of eating sweets, like, cake, pies, and everything. And she would, like, do it naked. And, like, there was an industry for that, and it was just, like, the fact that people were able to see her naked, eating sweets, eating, you know, different desserts and everything like that, and she was making, like, a ton of money just from doing that and being on the Internet.
3: So the face that people make when they're eating something delicious is very similar to how Mm -hmm. they look when they're having an orgasm. Okay. So I can right. see that. So, you know, if you're watching this woman in ecstasy with the food, you know, you're watching this person just, like, filled with joy. So, of course, people are going to watch it.
0: <laughs> so, so I think it's safe to say, fellas who are at home listening right now, buy your woman her favorite dessert, watch her <laughs> face as she's eating it. And if she don't make that same face while y'all are having sex, it's a good chance that she's faking that orgasm. That is
3: the best thing the I have heard, <laughs> and I feel like any woman would appreciate someone being gifted a great dessert.
2: I'm sure that mm-hmm. there's a lot of Jordan faces right now listening to this. He's like, you know what?
1: <laughs> I've never seen that
0: face. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. it's hilarious because it's, it's. I'm thinking about it. It's
0: like, you know what? That might be
2: right. That think that is true. I have seen that face before. Plenty of times.
3: Yeah, just, you're yeah. in some real exercise. I know. You're I just chocolate. know my face
2: is ugly because I didn't see me eating before, and somebody recorded me, so I can only imagine what I look like once that happens. So it's not <laughs> a good look. It ain't it. I might have to change my face. <laughs>
1: oh yeah,
2: like
3: I've no. seen. That that was the one thing I had to get over when I first started doing a lot of modeling was. Sometimes you'll be making a face or something or you realize how you look while you're having sex. And I'm like, oh, my God, you look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but you know so how
3: going? did
2: you get out of that? Like, how did you gain that confidence? I'm I sure realized,
3: a lot of people like, want know. Ever, it just kind of, I don't know. I mean, every it's not an unnatural reaction. Like, we all look like that. <laughs> That's
0: true. No,
2: everybody yeah. doesn't look the same. I'm sure you can. You probably know some people probably have the the. I uh, just probably on some face. doo-doo face. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> everybody doesn't have that know. confidence because I know if I like like right now, I, like I said, I need to change my face. I don't feel too confident because I know what I look <laughs> like when I have good food, and if that's the face that I make, I have to change it. It's not right. So I'm trying <laughs> to get the confidence. <laughs> to continue to have that face.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like the older I've gotten, the less I care about, like, how other people view me or, you know, I'm like, don't like it, mm-hmm. don't look. doesn't bother me anymore. But when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be embarrassed. I can't believe I'd, someone saw that or I don't like how it looks. Now I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. All right, so let me ask you this. First, sexual interaction on camera was it by yourself or were you or did you participate like with
3: someone no i did a lot of like um tattoo modeling type stuff originally and okay. from there a lot of it was more like fetish oriented type thing okay and so, I so don't, a you lot still of have count of in, your tattoos what'd you say
2: Do you still have a count of your tattoos, or did you lose count?
3: Oh, God, I lost count. I'm at the point where I say I have one that just covers most of my body because they're all kind of connecting right now. Okay. But, yeah, a lot of the first stuff that I ever shot was more like latex, clothing, like that kind of modeling, like the fetish attire, rubber, high heels, like all of that kind of fetish modeling. Some of the yeah. first stuff that I ever shot actually looked really kind of retro and, like, 50s looking, which was kind of cool because I'm really into Betty Page and the whole classic pinup mm-hmm. look, too. And from there, I kind of, like, branched out into different things, and um, I got into a lot more of the BDSM-type modeling, and I started working as a professional dominatrix about five years ago. So I have a lot of videos and a lot of content of me, like, doing domination-type scenes with people.
0: Okay, now all right. So 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 let's stop on there. I do like a little BDSM. I'm I'm not an extremist, <laughs> but a little BDSM is good. Um, so here's the weird thing, and I think a lot of people get it misconstrued, and they think that oh, you know, when you are in that industry or in that field, oh, you're just having sex with people and things like that. But you get a lot of customers that have requests that maybe it's like you doing stuff to them, but it's not necessarily sexual. So what's some of like the weirdest requests that you've received from a customer?
3: So um, a lot of my customers are um, cross-dressers and they've had a fantasy of dressing like a woman for their whole lives. A majority of them never acted on it when they were younger and they wanted Mm -hmm. to try it out, you know, later on in life. So that was one that I got that was really common where a man always wanted to try dressing as a woman and for some reason they were ashamed and they just were like, I've always wanted to try this. And now I'm in my fifties or sixties. I've got all the time in the world because I'm retired. So that kind of became like a new hobby and a kink for them. And a lot of them, okay. like it's like an exhibitionism type thing. So a lot of times they'll dress up as women and I'll go places with them that are different swingers clubs and things like that and they can kind of have their fantasy of being a sexy woman for the evening. And it's not even, it's not even a real, that one's not even that far out there. Um, I I just want to ask
2: because you bring that up. Was this post Bruce Jenner or was this just.
3: Ah. You know, it's been both actually (laughs) because. if it was after, say, then I was
2: like, he maybe gave the com- the confidence for a lot of older men, like, hey, you know what? He did it. Because he was a lot of you know, guys' I've, idols. I mean, he was a no, Olympic I think that's medalist winner, so
3: And I think it's like, in the past 15, and 20 years, things that people weren't talking about, it was so taboo to talk about. Now people do talk about it. And, like, Bruce Jenner was part of a bigger conversation about where Like, a lot of these men that I talk to that are over 50 and over 60, sometimes I'm like, I can't believe that they have that really warped view of the world. Like, I've had people be mortified that they found out that they're like, oh, my gosh, someone's going to know that I watch porn. I'm like, really? It's the year 2020, and I don't think anyone would be shocked hearing that anybody watches porn, unless it's, like, Mike Pence, because I would be shocked to hear he looks at porn, but I'm sure he does, but... I don't know, just the world has loosened up in a lot of judgment and morality about people and what they're doing in their own lives. I'm happy about it, but a lot of these older people are from a generation where they just couldn't be themselves. Yeah. No, so you think right. now is I mean,
2: pretty much the time for or everybody to be themselves? Or what
3: I think
0: it
2: is. Drake would say, it's the time to be alive. I mean, because we've recently been talking about this because with the D-Wade-Son situation, Um, basically how we were viewing pretty much uh, I guess gay is the new number one thing that's closest to being hated is um, almost being black. Um, And also just the new forefront. Like, I don't think like it's a bad thing, but I think it is the era for everybody to be them. Like, it's a lot of crazy things that's going on and it's the point either you accept it or you're against it and or either you're a homophobe or you're shaming or in some type of some type of way really you have to choose now i think yeah and then everybody's choosing just okay i don't i don't really care so
3: yeah and you know i think a lot of people Maybe they had thought about it, you know, in the 70s or 80s, that they were curious about dressing like a woman or people with a foot fetish that were afraid to even tell anybody. Now they're like, hey, Mm -hmm. it's not really that big of a deal. You like what you like. A lot of it, I guess I've always been around really open-minded people. Um, Mm -hmm. My parents live in Louisville, Kentucky, and I was around some closed-minded people there, and I guess I just don't. Understand why anybody gives a shit what other people are doing with their lives like that.
2: I mean, that's usually a lot of people. Usually yeah, it, it, it is. People,
3: it, it's not just there.
2: Tends to go from just... what's structured or favorite. Oh, go ahead, empty.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I think people do. They worry about too much of like others' perceptions and things like that because even working in, like, a corporate world and, you know, working around executives and everything, it's like I know a lot of them have those type of tastes or fetishes, but they try to mask them and they shame others for having them. That's just like I tell men, you know, all too often today, hey, like, you'll never be surprised at what your woman is into unless you communicate with her. Like, you have to, right. be, because at the end of the day, when you, when you think that you found your soulmate or someone who you want to marry or start a relationship with, you have to, or even in a relationship with, you have to be honest and communicate with them what it is that you like. Because if you have to hide about watching porn, if you have to hide about going to the strip club, if you have to hide about, you know, liking threesomes or whatever else that you may like, at the end of the day, you're doing your partner a disservice. And I it's time to just.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah, and you just got to lay it out there. And who knows? You never know what a person may like until you open up and say to them what it is that you like, because maybe they're into the same things as well. But you will never know as long as you continue to hide it.
3: I think I've been shocked how many older people I've met got into long-term relationships with spouses, you know, in the 60s, 70s, and I'm just blown away at how these people have had, like, 30, 40-year marriages that were mostly non-sexual, and it was just that generation thought, like, okay, we're going to have our vanilla sex for, like, 45 seconds, like, once a week, and that's that, and nobody talked about it. You know, nobody mentioned like, Oh, I haven't had an orgasm in 12 years. (laughs) You know, it was just taboo to talk about like even your own sex life with your partner. Like I hear things and I'm told things by older people. And I think really like I've talked to older men that did not know that women have an orgasm during sex. They'd never noticed. Yeah. I mean, that's the craziest thing to me.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, there's a thing, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, for any gentleman who may be listening and who may not know or feel like that it's a myth, there's a little thing, and I don't know all the medical terms. I know we got the labia and the flavias and all of that, but there's something that sits (laughs) at the top of the vagina. It's called a a clitoris, and if you stimulate that (laughs) enough, during sex or during foreplay, it will help a woman reach an orgasm. It happens. It really does.
3: <laughs> and yeah, I just got home from really... Miami, and I was I was overhearing this conversation that this man was having, talking about how he, it was an older man, and it was really loudly having a conversation that he doesn't know anything about pussy, but he doesn't want to know because it's ugly, and he doesn't really care, and that he only has sex doggy style. And I'm, like, hearing this conversation sitting in a hotel thinking, like, I am so sorry for whoever you're in a relationship
2: with. <laughs> I mean, he probably just got terrified. He probably seen somebody that had the Arby's, you know, they had the meat and it just changed his mind for life. <laughs> I think that's probably what
0: happened. Well, here's another thing. No, even I guess. Even with, well, he, well, Here's the thing, though, because even like I met Katie Morgan and she had like a real sex uh, special and everything about teaching women and teaching couples like how to do orgasm and everything on each other. Doggy style is actually a very good position to make a woman have an orgasm. You just need stimulation so the G-spot can swell up and then if you take the right angle in doggy style then the pen, when there's penetration and you're hitting it correctly, that, it's touching the G-spot and then it can cause a woman to orgasm.
3: It can. It is a good position. It's a good quickie position too. You can get in and get out you
2: can do that in a bathroom. You can do that in a public place. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. See, see, I'm, 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 everybody listen. Everybody <laughs> Have a great night tonight because we're giving so much game for free. We should be charging you guys.
3: This is too much game
2: for free. From TMS yeah, Live, you heard now. it. This okay, is how
3: you a please. a woman a dessert and then take her somewhere and have public sex. And we're also
2: telling everybody to be free and be yourselves, too. Be yeah. yourselves and be free. And don't be scared. Just just be right. you.
3: Right. Right. And if you ever tell your thoughts or your fantasies to someone and they, you know, say, oh, that's disgusting, think, okay, well, then they just don't need, you just don't need to go there with them, you know? There's always going to exactly. be someone that will judge you or say something. And for as many people I've met that were closed-minded, I've met five people that, you know, felt the exact opposite. Like, okay, that's cool, let's try that. (laughs) And the ones that don't have any adventure and the ones that, you know, don't care to know about a woman's body, you just don't need to pay them any attention. They can go have a bunch of bad sex with themselves for 45 seconds in, you know, their grandmother's basement.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because I think what people are getting confused is Go ahead, Mr. Jones. What were you going to say?
1: I think them type of people, like those minded people, are usually not happy. They're not happy with say. No. and they're not happy in the situation they're in. Like,
3: no. true
2: happiness so is not getting
1: they probably, they're, they're, they're big, like, Yeah,
3: you know, I would say. Nine, nine so many times people out of 10 I've they're probably
2: insecure too. And they're they thinking they should be performing on a higher own standard. Own
3: if you're insecure about your own body, then people don't enjoy sex sometimes because they're in their own head about it. It's sure. all kinds of adults that, that don't even want to be naked with their partner because they feel so insecure about it. And, that you know, it sucks that people feel that way about their own bodies because we're all humans. It's mainly women yeah. I've met that were like that. I've had a, a female friend who said to me, how are you still able to work in a strip club at 38 and be naked in front of people? She said she didn't have enough confidence to wear shorts in the summer because people might see that her legs had spider veins. And she hadn't gone to the beach in years because she was so embarrassed to even wear shorts. And I said, you think anybody's caring that you've got spider veins on your legs? You know, there's other people on might the like woman.
2: that. It might look good. Yeah. Exactly. Depending on. You know,
3: people are more critical of themselves than other people are critical of them. So you mm-hmm. got to get that out of your head and just live your life.
0: yeah no, I mean, it's the truth, all right, so one of the questions that I had for you is think about your first interaction with a customer um outside of the strip club, you know with what you do and everything. What was going through your mind with like that i guess that interaction with like that first customer that you agreed to, like, hey, I will see them, you know, like outside of the club or whatever they have you.
3: Know. Right, right. Um, so I think there's a lot of always safety precautions. And then a lot of the time when you meet people in the strip club, everyone's completely full of shit. Like every guy's going to tell you they're a millionaire. Every guy's going to tell you they have a Mercedes, you know, and then when you actually get to know them a little bit more, you're like, oh yeah, you just said all that because we were in a strip club. And that's just a place for people you know, been the truth. So there's always been like a learning curve of where someone tells you how they really are and then you get to know them outside of a club and you find out that they're not the person that they wanted to be.
0: <laughs>
3: okay. That's been the most uh, common occurrence I've had where people will tell you they're single and then it turns out they're married. Things like that. That's, I, um, I was just
2: about to ask the question to... just just like that. Like, uh, yeah. What was what's one of the, the situations question? like you had like maybe a janky customer or somebody like, or a situation that turned out that it just wasn't right and you had to like literally either back out from the situation or anything of that sort.
3: So the interesting thing about that is usually the difference between like regular dating and people seeing people outside of the strip club is it's a lot more straightforward Right. Um, most of the people that I meet are like, listen, I'm married. I'm just trying to see someone on a casual situation to meet up here. Or sometimes they'll be more indirect about it and give you an elaborate story about how they're single, but you can't go to their house because there was a flood, so can you meet them at a hotel? You know, you kind of have to realize when you start talking to guys in a club, it's going to be a 50% chance that it's based in reality. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, pretty percent chance is bullshit. That's just like, yeah. <laughs> and, and half of other stuff yeah. probably real. Yeah, I
0: was about to say yeah. Yeah. I mean, feel free to get graphic. Like this, this isn't one of those shows where it's like, oh, you know, we got a censor no. Like, say whatever is on your mind. <laughs> yeah. No, I
3: think I've um, I don't know. Like most recently, there was a guy that I met in this strip club about two years ago when I was working in Jersey, and he had me on Facebook and started hitting me up. Keep in mind, he didn't tip in the club at all, but he was like, yeah, you know, I I just came back from Atlantic City. I was gambling, you know. They're talking themselves up, telling you about all the stuff they have and what they're doing. So he asked me online, and, you know, he messaged me obsessively sending me the wave, and I don't respond to the wave. If anybody's reading this, don't ever use Messenger to send a sex worker the wave, or we're just not going to respond. That's the corniest thing you can do on the Internet. So, yeah, like, so the
2: emoji, like, wave, like the emoji, like wave, like the emoji wave. Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Quote, not to do that. Send off. Oh right. Yeah,
3: no. So most recently. Um, now
2: I know why I didn't get a reply. I'm not even going to lie to you. <laughs> go ahead. Oh
3: yeah. So then, uh, Oh gosh, I, it's about a month ago then it's obviously a woman posting from this guy's account publicly. And you know, when I met him, it was a guy giving this sob story about how he's completely single you know, he's, he he doesn't have a car right now, but he was just gambling in AC and he's doing well. You know, he's like, oh, we should hang out sometime. I'm like, oh, yeah, sir, you know where to find me. I'm here working. So then oh, This woman has been posting from his account saying uh, to all the hoes, you know, that have been talking to my man, just so you know I'm pregnant and he lives in my house and hasn't had a job in four years. He has three DUIs. <laughs> You know, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, this is hilarious because this guy's been presenting himself as being a baller around at every club and then spends all of his time trying to convince girls to go hang out with him. Meanwhile, the poor girlfriend or wife finally found out about what his extracurricular activities were and gets on his Facebook account and blows him up. And uh, right. I think there was at least. 30 women that commented being like, oh, good, you can stop sending me the wave emoji now and go take care of your baby.
0: Oh, wow. But,
3: you know, just stuff like that. Uh, as far as, like, the most crazy out-of-the-club person ever, uh, that story's pretty tame compared to my one long-term submissive relationship. His hobby is getting a hand job in a semi-public place. Okay. So it's me meeting up with him in places that I know children were not, will not be, which is usually nightclubs, and him doing okay. his, like, semi-public, somebody-might-catch-me kind of deal. <laughs> okay. And that's been going on for years. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm kind of, I mean, trying to talk somebody right, into now. it, and I'm like, I'm right here. All
0: right. <laughs> all right. Now, here's the thing. When we talk about semi-public, what are we talking about? We're talking about restaurants. Are we talking about maybe a park that's closed for the evening. Like, what do we? I'm thinking about?
2: like roller coaster ride or something. Being <laughs> <I mean, laughs> on the drop.
0: <laughs> well, on, yeah, right like, you
2: got to do should. it before
3: you the should. drop.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, totally.
3: I would do that. Um, I've met up at yeah, casinos.
2: That's definitely going on the bucket list.
3: Met up with them at a casino. I've met up with them in a park. I've met up with them in restaurants. Places in Center City, Philadelphia, that are more of like a cigar lounge kind of place, and uh, that's his deal—is just getting a hand job in different semi-public locations. <laughs> that's, you know, I think it's a safe hobby.
0: Mm-hmm. Now,
3: now here's the other <laughs>
0: thing, uh, and, and I got to comment on what Zoo said about the roller coaster. And obviously, it has to, you know, <laughs> happen before it goes down. Here's what happens. <laughs> it happens as it's going down. You know, you know, depending on the way he's sitting, it shoots up. So if the roller coaster goes yeah. down, it,
3: it's a very It'll good possibility
0: you, that all. it may hit this man in the face on his way down. I think this
3: man would be into that. I'm gonna suggest he might.
0: i about to say,
2: look, he's already <laughs> in it. He might as well commit. Don't give up you know now. What? You <laughs> it doesn't matter where it doesn't matter where it lands. It's, it's, it's cool. <laughs>
3: Or if you're oh. in, uh if you're at one of those places where they take the picture when you go down the hill, imagine that. Oh my yeah. god. Oh my <laughs> god. You know what?
2: And and like, hey, look. Hey, look. I will pay you extra money for I need that picture. I know it's burning out. I know you seeing it. Just pay me the money. Cuz I tried to do a <laughs> uh, picture and I think I I think I put like my middle fingers up or I was like shooting like my like I had like two little uh, little little miniguns like the Pew Pew shooter. And they blurted it out, and I was like, man, why you blurted my picture out? So with that, like, yeah, you'll have to probably bribe one of them. You might get banned, but it's one of those life experiences. (laughs) Like, you never had. That tops the charts. I'm definitely with that.
3: I've never thought of that, but I'm really hoping someone listening to this will reach out that that's their fantasy, because I would definitely act that out with someone. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you know what? You know what? That just, yeah, you know what? That may be the thing. Because here's the thing, and, again, there's no judgment here on the two-month show. There are guys that, again, they like to feel or even taste, you know, their own bodily fluid. So, hey, them going down a roller coaster and then just smacking them in the face, they may be into it. <laughs>
3: I love it. You watch. This is going to end up being in someone's Pornhub video someday. <laughs>
0: It may, and you yeah. know what? That's the thing. If that's something that I haven't seen, and I feel like we need to get on the ball or something like that, and yeah, somehow make it. I happen bet that would go that viral. That go viral. That would go viral. Yeah.
3: That would go well, viral on Pornhub. Especially... If you, if you roller coaster hand job would be the top of Pornhub every day. <laughs> it,
0: it would. Um, yes.
3: Yeah. Especially since people
0: are in the house now, and Pornhub is offering discounts on you know, memberships and everything, because people are in the house, like, it could definitely happen.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I've noticed um, a lot of the videos that go viral on Pornhub in the last year have all been incest porn. And I'm like, you can obviously tell that this is fake incest porn. These people, there's no way they're even slightly related. But I think we need to mix it up because I've kind of had it with watching those. I'm ready for public handjob coaster scene. Yeah,
0: I I mean, absolutely, because even with the incest jobs, like, it's like it's a black guy and then a white girl, and it's like, oh, brother and sister. And it's like, how is this happening right now? Like, this guy is not even light-skinned. He's like, you know, he's like Malik Yobo or, you know. uh, I
2: need better better acting skills, too.
3: Yeah, that's true, too. so after living you know in what? Kentucky, I don't think anybody would want to see actual inbred having sex. They are a really no, unattractive uh, group of people. I yeah, mean, I don't know. I've like I seen, I seen
2: it's, it's a pair of sisters out there. It's, it's a pair of twins out there. They kind of look decent. It's still weird. I know you talking
0: about this Spanish, <laughs> the Spanish. They're Spanish. Yeah. So take it. Yes. 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 Take it to I you. know exactly Oh, that's, it. That's, it. that's it. That's it. That is yeah,
2: it. That that right there is something different. And that's one of those that's like, hey, I might allow it. You know, like that's one of those, like, hey.
0: Not, but I, I get you know, what you're saying. Yeah. If it's not that, Here's the thing, but when, when I, I saw them Yeah, no. When I saw them I said, You know what, future song twin sisters, you know what? That's it. That's it. Yeah.
3: That's it. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite channel on Pornhub is Hot Wife Taylor. I'm 38, uh-huh. so I started watching a lot of the Cougar channels because it's like, that's my aspiration. It's like older lady, younger man channel. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> that goes,
2: that goes perfectly to my uh, next question. Yeah. Um, well, where do you see yourself in the next two years um, as far as, I guess, <laughs> your next endeavors?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you're going to be a bad cougar. You yeah, know, I, that's to say that's that.
2: already, I yeah. think that's already out the question. I, but, you know, as far as anything <laughs> else, like, what, what do you see yourself expanding to? Do you see, you know, taking your platform somewhere else? Do you see, you know, utilizing your dungeon more, you know, or doing, both, you know, both. maybe cross so crossovers you, with people?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I have um, a bunch of different things I've been working on. I have a whole side that's my own personal business of, you know, more domination clients. And then I've been working on doing some more content, some more photo shoots. Um, I'm now more comfortable doing videos, so I want to add more to my Pornhub channel. I don't really have much out there right now. And then in my community activism, we've been working on, you know, strengthening ourselves as a, as a community of all the workers in sex work in Philadelphia. So we've been able to start our own our own party and friends of mine are hoping to open their own strip club someday. And I'm hoping to be involved with that. It's kind of like we're all sick of going to work somewhere where we don't like the bosses. So the best way for us is to all work at a club where we're all going to either be joint owners as a collective or, you know, or it's something where we like the establishment that's put it together because right now I can tell you a lot of the strip clubs I've worked in Philadelphia, where I work now is not the problem, but the owners are terrible. So we're just working yeah. on getting all of them out of the picture.
0: Yeah. I mean, and here's the thing, too. Just, just is a word of word of encouragement for you as you're approaching 40. 40 is actually the new 25. Um,
1: Yay. I have,
0: <laughs> no, it is. I've dated plenty of women who are 40, 45 years old, and they still have the energy, the sex drive, and everything of when they were, like, 25, 27 years old. So that's never been a problem. It's usually when men get older, that's when their sex drive decreases. But, no, I mean, at the end of the day, just keep pushing forward. I mean, and even, like, when we talk about the, I guess, the Philadelphia Strip Club owners, like, what are they like? the fact that, you know, you all are saying, like, hey, like, we want to create our own club. Like, what's the issue with them?
3: So, they have a really outdated idea of what they think. So, I know, Michael, you're a friend of mine. I'm 5'1", and I'm about 140, 150 pounds. So, I'm a pretty average-sized girl, and I spent my entire time working at a few clubs where they were encouraging me to lose more weight, lose more weight. Like for some reason, they seem to think that curvier girls or plus size girls are not marketable, and that everybody wants mm. to look at these Pamela Anderson-like skinny blonde, big fake boobs. So, yeah, certain people are trying to no. keep that alive, and they don't understand really the world has changed. People want to see all kinds of bodies. You know, they shouldn't have ever been discouraging me to lose weight because when I did lose it, it looked terrible. And also, I don't feel like just because it's their taste doesn't mean that they have to inflict it on other people. There's a lot of racism too. And as a white woman, I realized yeah, it's kind of like my responsibility Bobby. to stand up and say, this is fucked up because there's clubs I've worked at where they wanted to limit the number of Brown and black girls that were on the floor because they wanted yeah. to maintain that, Oh, this is a white club. We can not have that many dancers. Meanwhile, there are uh, women that worked there that were incredible dancers, and they were saying, oh, we're limiting your shifts because you're black.
0: Wow. All right, that's a full of upscale
2: disgusting.
3: clubs.
2: Quote, unquote, upscale. That's what they call it. Right. <laughs> yes. Because like you were saying, the, like, the physique and the look that they're looking for, like you said, is all like they're trying to keep that Playboy bunny image.
3: Right. And right. it's
2: not really the wave that everybody wants now. So I get what you No, saying.
3: and I've watched performers that were some of the most incredible dancers, and they would still be lending their shifts. yet they would let some homely-looking white woman work six days a week if she wanted. Who tell they know is a addicted, to heroin. Heroin. Yeah, yes. addicted to
0: heroin. Yeah, who's <laughs> addicted to heroin.
3: Right. Well, crystal manhusi black woman, yeah, that's a pole dancer and was like upside down with your feet on the ceiling, you know, spinning at twenty miles an hour and landing on your toes, like incredible dancers saying, Okay, well the only time that we have shifts available are like Wednesday during the day. And we know that's bullshit. We know it's racism and we've all recognized it and it's kinda like as a white person it's my responsibility to stand up and say
2: Hey, this is fucked up. Mhm. I think it's certain owners, so all too, like it. why they do it. And I'm not justifying it, but I think the major thing is, and I think this is where if you do become an owner and you do take this partnership, I think it's because the the crowd that they actually have, too, as well. That's why they run it too, because That's exactly it's more same. so the crowd and the clientele that they have. That's what they prefer, and they try to please them more. That's why it's so... You yep. know, they keep it as a high standard. That's why they quote-unquote it upscale or, you know, high upscale or, you know, anything Very of that cool. sort because they want to appease this type of clientele or customer. That's the yeah. thing, though,
3: I is mean, that they don't even know what the customers want.
2: Which is the true, but then also they may not want to be involved with certain customers, too, as well. That's why they
3: that's exactly what have happened their certain, what certain
2: choice of girls.
3: So there uh-huh. is a club here called Onyx. And it was a black Mm. club. They were always advertising on the radio. But it was notorious for the level of of entertainers there were incredible. Um, Gigi McGuire I saw perform there, who had worked at Magic City and is like a celebrity in Atlanta now. So the level of entertainment going on in that club was the highest Philadelphia's ever had. And they Mm. closed due to some unforeseen issues with security. And the next club that took over the lease was called Bucks Cabaret, and the yeah. owners were from Texas and they wanted to try to make it into a country music club. I'm not even kidding. Wow. The story is so, so I almost felt like they were trying to like take over a black club and turn it into a white country club. And they didn't realize that they're in Philadelphia near the stadium. Nobody wants to listen to country music there. Like they have no concept of who's actually coming in here and spending money. And we were all saying, there's no way this club is going to work out. A few people I know have gone down to audition. I even auditioned for Buck's Cabaret because the club itself is beautiful. It's in a really good location. So I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And I've had a shaved head, kind of like a real edgy appearance, and I have a lot of tattoos. And they were like, no, no, no. And it was because they said that they were not trying to attract the group of people that Came in to Onyx, which is like you can say it. You don't want black people in here. Like the statement, you're racist. That's what's going on, and that you're trying to make this a white club. For me, I've always worked at mixed clubs because I hate to say it. Like a lot of white men are not into my appearance at all. They're like, you're just too crazy. Like not into this. So when I started working at places with like more diverse appearances, it wasn't a big Mm -hmm. deal that I'm covered in tattoos and I've always had like. Crazy hair, you know it was accepted there. It was just an accepting environment, and I'm happy to say that a year later, Bucks Cabaret now has changed owners and it's back to being an urban club. And I just really feel bad for all the dancers that were put out of a job. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: I mean, it does. Suck. To go
3: from to go from being like the best entertainment in Philly to being just a hokey, corny club that's playing like country? Yeah, no, it didn't last. It didn't work. And I'm supposed to go back down there with some friends coming up. And I really hope that all that time when people were not able to work in that club, that now they're able to be more diverse and that all those girls can go back in there and start making the money that they were making before because it's just fucked up. The owners really did themselves a disservice by being that racist and not allowing black women and brown women to perform there. Yeah,
0: I mean, and here's, what, here's the craziest thing and what people need to realize. If you go on Instagram now, a lot of the Instagram models and everything that have a lot of followers and everything, like, Jen is no longer in. I'm sorry. If you out here looking like a toothpick, no. like, like, it's not in. Um, a lot of these uh, women and more power to them, but they're going to Miami. They're going to go to Dr. Miami. They're getting their butt done, their boobs done. <laughs> Everything else, and yeah, they are keeping up with the trend that's going on now. I'm sorry, I don't want to yeah, get I hate a pelvic that. bones.
2: That's pretty yeah, much like I, how uh, stadium is right now. Yeah, I,
0: I don't want to I think at get one pelvic.
2: point they were actually paying girls just to go ahead and get, um, you know, I guess surgery done to, I guess appease yeah. the crowd that they was trying to entertain.
3: Yeah mean When is I fine? see the dancers that are that unnaturally mm-hmm. thin, I say, you're on drugs. And it's like, I know something around a lot of these people. The ones, that, the ones that you see that are that unnaturally thin are not there because it's just their body type. They're there because they're doing heroin. And mm. I don't have any judgment and I don't have any hatred towards people that become addicted. But you can just look at some people and know that they're not healthy in any way. But yet, people Mm -hmm. still seem to equate a skinny body with being healthy. Meanwhile, these people are an inch away from death. But, oh, they're skinny.
0: Yeah, no. No, that's not it. But, no, but Salem, we definitely appreciate you uh, for being on the show today. Thank you. You guys are awesome. No problem, And I hope everybody follows
3: through and uh, buys a woman a (laughs) dessert this evening and goes and has some uh, great public sex. (laughs)
2: Oh yeah, of course. I'm but definitely a roller coaster on my, my bucket But that. I gotta yeah, figure yeah. out. I gotta have a shield for that roller coaster though, because I I don't know if I'm gonna commit <laughs> that hard to the finish. But I'm gonna figure it out. But before you leave though, also for the listeners, we also may want to figure out those videos. Maybe me too. But you know, just to <laughs> leave your platforms out there so everybody can reach you and then uh, you know see your work and entertainment as well.
3: Um I'm on Instagram. I was tagged on your show. I was um I missed that midnight and then on Pornhub my username is Salem Mariano. S A L E M um M A R I A N O and I have a lot of pictures and a few videos on there right now. All right. All right thank guys, you. thank For you all us. so much. I love talking with open-minded freaky people. You guys have been fun. Oh, no anytime. It's been
2: fun as well.
3: Pleasure. Okay, talk to you all soon. Take care.
0: Bye bye. Hi gentlemen. So where do we go from here?
2: I don't know. It's pretty much hard to follow up with that. Um I'm not even gonna <laughs> lie. There's so many interesting things that I've learned. And things that I added to my bucket list. I'm definitely, definitely, yeah. Very woke now. In a, in a different yeah. manner of way. But to follow up with that, we didn't get into that I do want to touch with, um, we really didn't get into the March Madness closing yeah, and everything that's happening in the league as far as the closings. I'm not sure who wants to take this away.
1: I mean, I'll, yeah, take, it I'll take it
0: away. Oh, go, ahead, go ahead, Mr. Jones, go.
1: Yeah, I'm to take it away because, you know, I live in a city where predominantly the closing of March Madness is affected. Like I mentioned earlier, briefly, you know, through our interview portion there, this city alone is losing over a billion dollars in it. And that's accounted for money in gambling and sports books like William Hill and stuff alone.
0: DraftKings, (laughs) FanDuel.
1: Talk that shit. A lot of people is losing money right now because of the closures of March 9th. Like I said, economically, it's a disaster I mean, the team's out there losing money Who knows what's going to, you know, come from this But, I mean, at the end of the day Is it definitely canceled Or are they going to suspend it to, like, the summer?
0: Well, right now they're saying that it's suspended I haven't really heard the word canceled With a lot of stuff I've heard suspended So, my thing is what I think that's happening is they're suspending it with hope that everything will be intact or together by June or July. And if that's the case, that will work out for all sports fans because I think we all can say in June or July, those are some of the driest months when it comes to sports. It just is. We have essentially nothing but tennis going on and baseball. That's it. So if we can get an extra
1: well, this the. Answer,
0: Go ahead. What were you saying? That's thing. This year, the
1: Olympics, though, Olympics do draw in people.
0: Yeah. No, the Olympics does, and you're absolutely right about that, from basketball to track and field to, I mean, just, you know, a ton of other sports. You're right. This year was supposed to be the Olympics. Swimming. But, <laughs> yeah, but right now everything is supposed to be suspended. But if it's actually canceled, then that's a huge thing. Because even with March Madness, You got to look at it. There's a lot of players that emerge out of that tournament who participate in March Madness, and then their stock rises through the tournament, and they become, you know, top 15, top 10 picks. And now that's taken away from them because of the coronavirus, which is pretty serious.
3: It's
1: crazy, man. Like, across the board, it's affected everything. Yeah, but on the plus side for the NCAA, it does hold investigations on them and all the corruption they do behind the scenes. Anyway, uh
2: huh. They have
1: closing that. Oh man, let's just run down the list. So, like, as far as like the music side of things, I heard they pushed Coachella back to October. So that's one thing that's uh, important. South by Southwest is one of the world's largest festivals. Got canceled as well. Um, All Live Nation concerts are canceled until further notice. I know Wild and I was on tour. They canceled their show in D.C. this week. Yeah, now they canceled, period, until 2021. Wow. Until
0: 2021. And yep, they're not coming back until next year.
1: Oh, Netflix has suspended all their productions as well as far as TV shows and movies. So all you Strangers things, season four people, you're going to have to wait four minutes for that. Wow. Um. Yeah, that, and that's just on that side of the, of the things. Also, you know something very near and dear to my heart every summer, E3 has also got canceled as well, so it's not going to be any E3 this year. That's huge, and yeah, yeah, that sucks. You know, one thing that won't close though, one thing they shut down is WrestleMania, baby. big man don't give no fuck
0: about that. this don't give no fuck. <laughs> well, well, I'll say this: he he halfway doesn't give any fucks because the issue is he shut that he canceled the XFL season. He said that that's postponed until, you know, whenever. So that's been canceled, the XFL season.
1: You know, WrestleMania, his yeah. baby, it's going to take for the city to pay that man to shut it down. <laughs>
2: uh-huh.
1: Like, it's going to have to be a real outbreak in Tampa for him to cancel that. Because, I mean, we talked about it offline, and we already know the facts. A man fell from his cellar, God rest his soul, on heart. Died in the middle of a pay-per-view live. And what happened? The show must go on. That's what he said. I mean, another incident, 9-11 happened. Smackdown was on that Thursday. Baseball decided to cancel their games that day. First major event on TV for entertainment. Vince McMahon, Smackdown. Right after 9-11. It's going to take a lot for that to close because that is his baby. Pretty much that is his mecca. Pretty much that is the reason why he is who he is today. So it's going to take a lot for WrestleMania to get canceled. But other than that, everything else is canceled due to this coronavirus, though. Every single thing. Damn. It's crazy. That's
2: like man about to have no. WrestleMania COVID-19 edition.
1: Yeah. But speaking of video games, man, let's get right into the shit and the great news, man, as far as 2K. Let's talk about it. 2K Mm -hmm. finally getting a damn deal after 15 years. So we found out how long the EA Sports contract was finally, 15 years. The NFL and 2K Sports finally cut a deal. Now, I am very, very excited about it, but some things have to happen for it to work Mm And what I'm concerned of. First and foremost, anything, anybody that's involved with NBA 2K cannot and should not be involved in NFL 2K because NBA 2K has completely <laughs> dropped the ball to the point Bro, that the damn know, game is free.
2: Probably, they're still going to have that probably in there. I mean, they could going run the same engine.
1: I don't think... They might not. They might switch it up. Honestly, they don't really need to improve on the engine from all Pro 2K8. They can do some tweaks here and there and make the graphics look real, but they already have a solid engine with that. Or who knows, they might find a way to get they might find a way to use the Unreal engine. But at the end of the day, I know that presentation-wise we're set. I can't wait to see this. Now, I want to know what licensing they're going to have. Because it wouldn't make mm-hmm. sense to have the ESC license still today. So what licensing are they going to have? That's what I'm curious about. And what commentators are they going to have? Are they going to keep the original commentators, you know, with Peter O'Keefe and all of that? Or are they going to actually venture out and get some commentators that's out already? Maybe like a Tony Romo. Who knows? I
2: swear, I was just about to say that. You need to have put your man Tony Romo on the game. That'll be that'll oh, that'll be so. I play just to hear the commentating.
1: That'll be crazy. Have Nathan Romo on there, but yeah. then again, Jim Nantz did Mountain before, so I don't know. We'll see because who knows? Madden might get Tony Romo, but that's another thing too. It's going to make Madden a better game, and it's going to make Madden get back the basics as far as presentation and detail. Because I think that's one mm-hmm. thing Mad 20 really just the ball on was detail and the opportunity to have state-of-the-art presentation. They've been slacking and been behind the ball for presentation for, like, 10 years. It's crazy. Of course they have. They have, but you know the what, 2K, 2K got a ship. I can yeah, tell you that and already. Like a lot
0: of, yeah. And, like, a lot of people ask me, like, oh, you know, like, how do you feel about 2K and everything? I said not only am I excited about this coming back, but you know what this tells me as well? That Madden and EA Sports will now step up their game because we've talked about it on this show multiple times that when you don't have any competition, you water down the product, and you essentially give the fans shit. You make a couple of adjustments here and there, take other things away that were already there from previous years, and then... You pretty much give it to the fans and expect them to be like, oh, my gosh, this is such a great game. But, I mean, let's talk about it. Like, Madden's nothing but a money pit. It's been like, the same game for the past
1: three, four seasons.
0: Exactly.
1: Maybe with, maybe with a change or a word here and there. Like this year, this whole ability thing, they just brought back a feature that was in that no 08. That's all they did. They recycled. That's all they yep. do. But I I give you this theory, though. For 2K coming back in football, I can tell you already that 2K basketball is going to take a hit as far as, like, paying attention. And I think that if last do finally get their head out their ass and make a game next year, It might be Uh their chance to finally take that market and they do like a flip-flop, just like in the past. But we will Uh see. But but at the end of the day, 2 K football, though, man, I'm excited. But my worries is if they take the same road that 2K basketball did with all the microtransactions and the things they call innovation that didn't even have to be there, I'm worried about that. That's why I said I don't want no one involved with NBA 2K and NFL 2K. As far as, like, their major development team, the people that do the ratings Mm -hmm. and everything, I don't want them involved in nothing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's good to get a fresh perspective and people from the outside looking in because y'all have to remember, even from a presentation standpoint, like NFL 2K5 was essentially shitting on Madden no 05. And gentlemen, feel free to talk your piece. If you haven't realized it, yes, our uh, this episode was rated R, you know, due to you know the nature of other things. But hey, we can go ahead and just talk about everything and say what we want. But 2K5 was shit, on Madden, and the good thing was it was only twenty bucks. It wasn't forty. It wasn't fifty bucks. It was twenty dollars, and you got great presentation. You got uh, highlights from other games that were going on around the league. Like that game was truly mm-hmm. ahead of its time. Yeah, like that presentation is shit. No Madden
1: twenties presentation. Like even if you it had is. the Xbox version, how you play, how you can put your old clips from your old music in the game. How you create your own touchdown celebrations? Even minor features like that set it over the top. It's the greatest football game ever made. And even when they yeah. lost the license, and they made the attempt and made All-Pro Football 2K8. That game was very much ahead of its time and innovative. As far as how they did stats, instead of giving them a number, you had star ratings, which, was, which I thought was pretty innovative. Uh, also, as far as sickness and styles of play, I think that game, as far as that style of presentation, hasn't been touched in football either. Like how Walter Payton used to do his signature high step. How the way Jerry Rice used to break out certain routes and catch over the shoulder. They hadn't paid attention to all that detail. I mean, even to the even to the Reggie White swim move when he tossed people. They had all of that on there. And the Deacon Jones yep. head slap. But... I don't know how many times I gotta say it though. Anybody that's involved in NBA two K do not let them in this project. And one more thing they need to do too is Lamar Jackson gotta be on the cover. When I look at two K two K and I look at two K athletes, Lamar Jackson gotta be on the cover. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if y'all agree, that point is far fetched. Would y'all put someone else on there? But I think Lamar Jackson has to be on that cover because they do I, mean, the I think they dance.
0: I was about to say, I think the only other person that may deserve, like we know, Madden is going to have Patrick Mahomes. Let's just let's just cut to the chase right now. Super Bowl MVP, you know, et cetera. Patrick Mahomes is going to be on the cover
1: two years of this the
0: year's. Room? You said what?
1: He'd be on there, You think he'll be on there two years in a row? He
0: was just on twenty. I know. He may be the first repeat, and he may be the first repeat, what's his name? He may be the first repeat Madden cover person. And salute to Patrick Mahomes as well for breaking the Madden curse because he's the first one to win a Super Bowl while being on the curse. I mean, while being on the front cover of Madden. That same year, we've seen plenty of people be on the cover of Madden, but then, you know, next year, two years later, they win a Super Bowl. And that year, you know, they end up getting hurt or something crazy happened in the playoffs. But like, salute like to Patrick Ron. Mahomes. He may Yeah, like Gronk. But he may be the first repeat person. I think you either gotta put I think you either gotta put Patrick Mahomes on there or like I don't know who else you would put on a Madden cover. Like who else would you think of, Mr. Johnson would go on there? Like Nick Bosa, don't I don't think so. It.
1: I would say Tom Brady yeah. because of him switching teams and free agency and all that. Pretty much how they did the Brett Favre angle that one Madden cover. Got gotcha. you. And it was like Jetson yeah. Vikings and all of that. They can go Brett Angle thing- or mm-hmm. even if they go defense, you can always have like a shutdown corner or something on there. Just think about it. Yeah, of you one. got Stephon. You, on you know, on. What I mean? you got oh,
0: Stephon. Oh, Derrick Henry. And
1: you can't forget Derrick yeah. Henry too. Derrick. He is a cover athlete at this point.
0: He is. But here's the thing, though. Even to touch on the Tom Brady aspect, if I'm Brady, do I want to go on a cover? Because they gave me a goat edition. You know what I mean? Like, we had a goat edition Madden. I think it was, what, Madden 18, and you had the goat edition, and Tom Brady was on there. So do you That's want... True. You get what I'm saying? So, like, do you even want to rewrite that? Because... They basically crowned you on that Madden cover. It's no need to go back. It
1: isn't. Well, if that's the case, it's only one man, then, and that's Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, Derrick Henry or Patrick Mahomes will go on there, in my yeah, opinion. It's been Maybe
1: a while. while. On. The last time a running back was on there, it's been a while, so I would
0: say Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah, I can go with Derrick Henry as well. And then what you can have is uh, – You'll have that. And then with Lamar and then with ESPN, I think it's only two people that you can put on there. You either put Lamar Jackson on there or another for Jones, you may like this as well. You could put Christian McCaffrey on there as well. I think he would suit that cover. He's a good 2K athlete. Yep. He is a good
1: 2K athlete. I will give you that. He's a good 2K athlete. But then again, Lamar Jackson MVP and he won games. If you go, is this your first year back? You want to put a winner on there. I know what he did was great and all that, but you got to put a winner on there. But real quick, though, to go back into wrestling and all that, we forgot to mention that Grok is officially signed with the WWE. What is your thoughts on that? Sheesh. So. Uh, I think it makes a
2: great entertainer. Mm
0: hmm. And and here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to sit up here and, you know, I, I always give credit where credit is due. And Mr. Jones, you've been saying this for years while we're on the show, when Glock was contemplating retirement when he was trying to recover from his injury and everything, and the Patriots made the Super Bowl. You said it, that Glock oh, yeah. and his personality yeah, 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 yeah. is bigger. Yeah. yeah, you said that it was bigger than the New England Patriots, and he needs to be somewhere, like in movies or acting or with the WWE. So, kudos to you for calling that. I, I
1: think it's a perfect fit, actually. Uh, I think as long as it's produced right, I think he would do great. And Gronk is one of them names you don't build him up from the bottom. You put him straight at the top. He got to fight like a Brock Lesnar or somebody off the break. That's uh-huh. He's that type of dude. He has the look. He has the personality. I think he has the athleticism to adjust to the game early. And then let's be honest. This is football players, if they want a life after football, wrestling is usually the way to go. And I can name success stories from the past. Like right now, your champion, Bill Goldberg, he was a former mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons. Lex Luger, eighty superstar, former Georgia Bulldog. I mean, what, right now, one of the top heels, you got what? King Corbin, Baron Corbin, Cincinnati Bengal. Like, it it, it goes hand in hand.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, even when Eric T did it back in WrestleMania 12 when he fought Bam Bam Bigelow, it goes hand in hand. Football and wrestling goes hand in hand, I believe. And I think this is a this is definitely a good move for the WWE and a decent move for Gronk. it's all about how they use him and how often they use him. Because I wouldn't put him on TV every week. He's no. he's one of them dudes. He could build up a match for a Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam. You get what I'm saying? Only only important appearances. I would not put him on Monday. I would not put him on Raw every Monday or SmackDown every Friday. He's a bigger character than that. Even though shout out to Ronda Rousey, she did it and she actually did it pretty well. But I just think Gronk is not one of them people.
0: No, because I mean the way that Gronk is, it's like Gronk comes with a lot of energy. Uh, so what you don't want is you don't want him to use all his energy week after week where it's watered down. And then when the pay-per-view comes, people are like, here comes this guy. So maybe you bring him on once a month. Maybe he has a match. And then, like you said, uh, they're having pay-per-views, what, every month or every other month. So what you do is you may have him do an appearance where maybe he comes and interferes with a match or he may have an important match that will lead up to WrestleMania or, like, a huge event like SummerSlam or Survivor Series, and then you throw him out there, and then he gets the crowd hype, and everybody's like, damn, you know what? That was a good match. He uses
1: personality for interviews. Like, he he could go backstage and cut promos. That's why you pay for that big performance in the Tampa. He could he can practice there. He don't have to do it live on TV to expose him. You know what I mean? But I think it's a good mm-hmm. move. To but, yeah, let's get into this music shit, while right? We still got time, man. Anything you want to say about the Zeus before we continue?
0: So we want to talk about music, Mr. John.
1: Well, I mean... A few albums dropped this week. I mean, Little Uzi Vert dropped this deluxe edition, which is pretty much the same album with an extra album attached to it. So, okay, that's one thing that dropped. Also, I, I mean, that's,
2: fire too, though. It, it was is. not Thank bad. <laughs>
0: it Thank is not bad. Oh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Where's not bad. all this love it's now bad. for Uzi Vert? Because literally last week when we were on the show, you all were getting on me about endorsing this guy. I told you all, his production is fire.
2: Now, He's you, you said something wild. You said something wild. And, I said it was
0: fire. Uh, I...
2: No, you you talk about the extra part that he put on. Now, nah, that shit was mediocre. The first part that he put on with the features is dope.
0: Whatever, gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Continue. Continue. <laughs> Last week's album was fire. Baby Pluto was like this. Nah. Yeah. It was
2: It was okay. It was a couple of songs, but yeah. this this one, you can listen to it all the way through. That's why he slapped this on to the end and was like, okay, listen to these features. They listen to me. Like, it, it
1: worked. <laughs> they didn't listen to me. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, Another thing that dropped as well is, look, I mean, we waited 10 years for it. J. Electronica, well, JV and J Electronica's album, A Written Testimony. Now, I'm going to be honest, I have very mixed feelings about it. Because I was actually one of the ones that was anticipating it. But I think 10 years for nine songs, because Sadie's Shoot Theory been out forever, so... Ten years for eight songs, actually, because the first the intro wasn't even any. Yeah, the you intro, know? it wasn't a song. So ten, ten years for eight songs. I'm really disappointed about that, and it's one of them albums production wise. A lot of people is not gonna like it. I like it personally, but it's all about the setting, and I know I might be talking like a musical nerd and all that, but this is not one of them albums you listen to in your stereo like your big stereo. There's that one of the albums you listen to in your car or your SUV. These one of them jokes you got to listen to in your headphones to really get the grasp of it. Because I think that's the best uh-huh. experience I had with it, was through my headphones. But I'll let y'all get into it before I get into actually, you know, I mean, the performance
0: of the album. All right. I mean... I mean, I know we joked about it earlier in the show about how Jay likes sundom and everything, but it's just like like the entire album, um, I'm glad that Jay was being Jay, which is addressing a lot of things. And what people have to understand is, and what I like about it is, Jay doesn't, he doesn't have any social media, but obviously his wife does. Obviously the people who work for him and Rock Nation do. So they do a good job at funneling some of the things that social media is saying. And so one of the biggest backlashes and everything that he received when he signed his deal with the NFL was, oh, he's a coon. He sold out. He sold his soul. He working for NASA, everything like that. He addresses that on this album. Uh, You know, just the business endeavors, him being able to put other people in positions to be kings and, you know, be bosses of their own label and everything. I like how he addresses that in his album. Crazy that the man hasn't wrote hasn't written a rap since like '94 and '95. Like the fact that he's just able to go just straight off the top and just spit a verse for a song just by listening to the beat. Like it's truly amazing. It is. But loose.
2: To be honest with you, I really didn't get into the album like I wanted to. I think, uh, I think I kind of agree with Mr. Jones. It's one of those things you kind of got to sit back and listen to your headphones or a nice music player or something, so that way you can really listen to the album. But if anything, I mean, only thing I pretty much seen was whole versus so. It doesn't even seem like a, a, a J Electronic album. It's just like a a J Elect album. Like, oh, like Jay Z and then this guy. <laughs> so, this guy? Not...
1: <laughs> Sorry.
2: It's like, I waited for you. You going to let, let him do this to you? Come on, man. Like, exactly. I don't. I waited all
1: the time. I got to tell you something about his stature, though. Jay asked him to do the album. He came to him. That shows you something about the ability that he can display. But, I mean, at the end of the no, day, but... I think his purpose on, me... his or here was to tell more of a story of what he believed in and his thoughts. It wasn't Hold one on. to appease the audience or tell everybody that he can rap. The whole world know he can rap. But it was more to tell a story. But I'm going to be honest. I mean, this is some of the best work i heard James Spitt a long time. I mean, he's just like American gangsta.
0: to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, and, like, let's be real. Even to agree with what Zeus said about, you know, him doing that to Jay Electronica on his own album. And I get what you're saying, Mr. Jones, about, oh, Jay-Z may have asked Jay electronica to do the album at the end of the day like me and zeus was talking about before we you know got on the phone and i mean i'm sorry got on uh the podcast and everything this was hove doing target practice letting people know i still got it like even at 51 yeah. some of your favorite yeah. artists still can't touch me and this this was basically hove giving us music just to hold us over because if we notice. Just about over every year, whether it's been a song, whether it's been a joint project or his own project, he's given us music over the last few years. From the Carters, the four four four, to doing stuff on Khaled's album with his collab with Beyonce and everything. Yeah. Lost yeah. But like yeah, I mentioned, though, like I, I did he, hold on did he have
1: be- a count on Jeezy's uh, album
0: too? On Jeezy's album. Uh, no, i not just uh, one. Nah. I don't think this is the latest so. one. No, I know seen it all. I think that was like the last one, but I'll check. Let me, let me check. Jeezy, he wasn't on TM 104.
1: For hey. okay? though, that drug dealer's anonymous. That's huh? one of my yeah, favorite drug dealers. Anonymous.
2: It's like yeah. he's making little guest appearances. He making little guest appearances just to build up a collection of music without even putting together a project. He's yeah,
1: not... we'll see him in July. We will see him in July. I
2: mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he put something out and just do like every other artist do, just release music that he made with everybody else that's pretty much old. He's just like, all right, here, let me just give you some of these old
1: gems real quick. He's yeah, gonna... but I think Jen, I think his focus is different. You will hear new original music from him. Like, I think, yeah, but it's not like, going to be hungry. He's so, like, he's hungry again. Like, it's crazy.
2: Man, like, I don't think it's going to be see, see him late. hopping on some legends or some, some people that got some talent albums. Maybe if you want to push yeah. his label a little bit further, he might jump on some new talent just to,
1: just so to he sell gonna records, he I He's going to jump another Rockler Familiar? Nah.
2: I don't see that. No, no, no. I don't I'm not
1: saying, either. no, I'm saying the, the way he, <laughs> he,
2: no, the way he's doing it now, I'm talking about fires, just featuring on songs, not doing a whole joint album. I don't see him coming out with a whole album. I just see him maybe hopping on, you know, somebody that comes out with an album. Okay, hey, they at this statue. You know what, man, let me give him a feature real quick. Let me go ahead and drop this real quick. I I am come out with no music. That way I still stay relevant. And still build my song collateral up.
1: Yeah, uh, I th- I think he might be an album.
0: Oh, I think he gonna drop an album or something. That's just me personally. I don't know. I don't see it. I mean, if he does, we all know that we won't know when it comes out. It'll probably be out of the blue. And when he drops the album, like yeah, it's boom like. So yeah, it's uh yeah, when he does drop out then we won't know. It's just gonna happen out of the blue. But I think it'll yeah, be good. But um Yeah, but I think one of the it's things and one of the things that's getting on my nerves and I encourage people as they are self self quarantining or if their jobs have sent them home with pay and everything, that please take the time to read, study, educate yourself. Because it gets on my nerves when I'm reading so many posts of, oh, man, that J Electronic album is trash. Jay-Z was absolute trash on that. And I'm like, trash? I'm like, here's the thing. I get it if you were never a whole fan, but to call it trash, like, you absolutely crazy. And, nah, nah, this just don't sound like the old Jay. I mean, he's 51 years old. At 51, I don't want to hear 51-year-old man, Damn,
1: man. talking just, about like 2003.
0: People
1: say that's just a yeah. black album. I don't even picture that shit. That's 20 years exactly. ago. They still say they exactly. want to
0: sound like the O.J. <laughs> yeah. Like, at the end of the day, I don't want to hear about a 51-year-old man so-called flipping bricks, fucking hoes, and buying a bunch of jewelry. I don't want to hear it. And, and the difference is, if you really listen to his rap, he still brags about how he got away with drug dealing how he buys expensive watches and goes on expensive vacations with his wife and his family. But he's also teaching you how to make sure that at the end of the day, you need to be taking care of yourself by invest, by investing your money correctly. Buy real estate. Don't go and buy a watch or, you know, something meaningless. Go, <coughs> go and buy real estate. Yes?
1: I don't even listen to people's fickle opinions before. Because I don't even look at this as an album. It's more like a memoir or something to me. His journey is the past exactly. years. People forget. That dude is dating the Rothschild. That's probably like my hardest bar of the album from him, too. When he was like, I better yep. a Rothschild not. Uh, fire. Because, like, <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> How many people can say yeah. that? But, I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. If you want to give it a rating before we get off here. I give it a four. I give it a
0: four out of five. I give it a four no, 3. point five out of five. We All got right. sixty All seconds. Right. Four point two five out of five. Alright, cool. Alright, so at the end of the day, uh I am MT, your host signing off and with me and my co host.
1: Mr. Jones, aka Sam Jones and Mr. Co because you gotta respect me and my other co host.
2: <clears throat> this is the truth signing off man make sure y'all catch us next week appreciate everybody tuning in make sure you catch us on our Facebook page Too Much Show official page also check out our debate group uh, Too Much Show official uh, debate hold on Too Much Show official yeah Too Much Show official debate group and then also check out our IG too as well same word and then also YouTube Too Much Show all one word too Too Much Show all one word yep there we go all right Signing off. I'll right. let y'all next week.
0: Salem interview Peace. coming out soon. Peace.